Is anyone else picturing Ethan with like one of those like makeshift reed snorkels, like just waiting in the water? <laughs> just bobbing up and down with a couple of starfish stuck on his head. See, that's cute because I imagined Ethan as a mermaid. <laughs> like the one extra that didn't make it into the little mermaid yeah. this season. <laughs> Guys, no. Hello and welcome to our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. I have a collection of notebooks and water bottles. My name is Brittany Ray, and I'm a 28-year-old writer from beautiful, post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I'm a TV critic for TV After Dark and Telltale TV. I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And I have a collection of Funkos and uh, Mickey ear hats from the Disney parks. And we are excited to announce our guest for this episode, Scott. Yay! Woo! Me! Yay! <laughs> I am great. I am here. All right, tell us, tell us <laughs> about you. Thank you for being hey, here. All right. Um, yeah, I'm. My name's Scott. Uh, I live in a nice small little town called Chilliwack. I'm about an hour out of Vancouver. I'm 33. I am a full-fledged adult now. I have a wife. I have a child. I have a mortgage, and I have a dog. Um, I am a <laughs> ice maker. So what that means is I am a Zamboni driver. Um, I've been at the same job since I was 15 years old. I went to school for journalism um, and then gave that up to stick to driving around in a circle for the rest of my life. Um, and my Harry Potter house, because I know you guys are going to ask me that, would be mm-hmm. Hufflepuff. Yes, Team Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Hufflepuff, yes. I can't believe you have the coolest job that any Canadian could possibly want to have. Ooh, ooh, sorry. And that leads into my collection. I collect hockey memorabilia. So it all kind of goes full Mm. circle. The the sport pays for my living, and then I pay it right back. So, yeah. That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. You drive in circles, and your life goes This is exactly it. I remember a couple years ago, there was a a company that was like Workopolis. It was like, is your career going around in more circles than a Zamboni? And I just stood there and went, oh. (laughs) So... (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Thanks for that. Yeah, exactly, right? So, um, why don't you talk to us about uh, what Lost means to you? So, yeah, I I didn't watch Lost live when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. in like around 2013, I had just finally finished watching Prison Break. It took me years to watch it, and I said to my wife, "I think I'm ready to watch. I want to watch Lost." So, she got me the first two seasons for Christmas, um, and I I watched the first, I watched my the whole series in six weeks. I ended up just blasting right through it. The the pilot had me right off the bat. And then when we got we got married in 2014, and she was like, "Let's go to Hawaii." And I don't know, what do we do in Hawaii? And all of a sudden, I was like, <gasps> "Lost was filmed in Hawaii." <laughs> so I started secretly looking up filming locations and such, and somehow conned my wife into going to half of them while we were on our honeymoon um so yeah no lost is it it i've everyone i've talked to i've tried to get to watch it and i've promoted as much as i can it's it's the best written show the best show for music the best acted show and still like i've watched it three full times now and i still you still pick up on new stuff right so yeah i just yeah it it's like a warm hug i'll just throw it on when i've got like a couple extra hours and ah, you know that's just, exactly how it feels. Yeah, it's, it's comfort TV. It's it's like it's comfort exactly. And what Lost eventually got me into is I had never listened to a podcast before. I had ne- never got into any like show fandoms, and all of a sudden I went on, man, hit the podcast button. What is this doing? Typed in Lost and started finding 
all of these different things, which then lo- led me into finding who Joe Garfine is and then started listening to her stuff and reading mm-hmm. her stuff. And then, hey, she watches this show called The 100. What's the hell's the what's the 100 about? And then that got me into that. <laughs> And then I was like, hey, yeah. what if there's any good 100 podcasts? And I found you guys. So, hey, <laughs> yay. Yay. So, I know. And then I remember listening to one of yours, and it was like, what was your favorite Disney movie? And I think it was Robin that said it was The Emperor's New Groove. And I was like, oh, my people, yep. yes. It's like the most underrated Disney <laughs> yeah. film of all time. So, But it's so good. It's so good. It's so and good. I know so many people that have never heard of it. So I personally think that Cusco is like an unofficial Disney princess. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cusco's yeah. Poison? What? What? Yeah, no, I know so many people that have just never heard of it. You never see it in the parks. and ah. That's my least favorite so. thing about the parks. There's no Emperor's New Groove, like, ride, no merchandise. I'm like, what's going on here? I've never seen anything about Literally, it. Literally, there's a roller coaster in the movie. I know. Just make the roller coaster. Exactly. But, yeah, no, that's what it, yeah, I eventually I found your guys' show and yeah no it's just it kind of led me into the whole like tv show fandom thing it's it really opened me up to a whole bunch of new different stuff wow i can't believe you entered fandom through podcasts that's fascinating i i had always wondered i was like what the what's this little button on my phone and then yeah and like still like i'll be at work till one in the morning and i'll still listen to old lost podcasts from like 2010 and 2012 and yeah oh wow like old rewatch ones i just yeah I, i just love it still so well, and Joe's such a delight to talk to and to listen to, so that's really cool, too. It is. Yeah, no, I I dig every time she's on, on a show, like in, how she was on your guys' um, for the season finale. Yeah, she's just an awesome person. Just got into following her and listening to all her stuff, and yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, we're going to have her on, I think, for the finale of this season, right, Robin? Yep. Oh, excellent. Yes. Perfect. How about favorite characters? I'm Ben Linus. Hands yes! down, Ben Linus. And you know yeah. what? I know he's the bad guy, and he does a lot of pretty crappy stuff, but he he's the absolute best character on that show. No, I love Ben, mm-hmm. Hurley, and Charlie, although I hate how they wrote, wrote Charlie half the time. And mm-hmm, Juliet. Yeah. I just I, I never got into the whole Juliet Sawyer thing, but I loved her. Just the beginning of season three mm-hmm. when she's playing the bad guy but trying not to be bad but just the way that she could act with her eyes i just yeah loved it but ben linus hands down he's he has to be the best tv villain that's ever existed oh yeah i agree and and just to watch how his face how how michael emerson can can do his face when he's acting like there's there's one like perfect shot in season two that i'll talk about later where he can just change his face and it's like ah yeah you are you are the best character on this show yeah God, he's so he's so good. The fact that he's gonna be on more shows right now it just delights me so much. Oh yeah, I hey, I tried to get my sister in law and her um, fiance into watching the show, and I said, just wait for this guy in season two. Just wait, and yeah. they ended up quitting before him, and then just googled what happened on the rest of the show. No, and and because they knew I would get right pissed off, they told me during my son's christening, so I couldn't <laughs> yell at them in a church. What? Yes, that is dirty playing. A dirty play, and I'm like, I'm gonna throw you guys under the bus when I do this podcast. So <laughs> consider them a run over. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. I was just appalled when I heard like, did you tell him? No, did you tell him? I'm like, what did you not tell me? So yeah, oh, that's, that's uh, where where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Hey Zamboni Guy. 
That's brand. It just works. It just, it, you you know, you get yelled at that by for like 17, 18 years. You're like, that should just be my Twitter handle. Perfect. (laughs) Hey, Zamboni guy. Hey, Zamboni guy. My favorite part of any hockey game is Zamboni, so. See, there you go. Now every time you guys see one, you'll think of me. So it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Today we have words to say about episode 115 of Lost homecoming okay so i feel like there's not too much to say about the title of homecoming it didn't say anything on the on the lostpedia page but basically like homecoming is a dance but i don't think that's what it's about i think it's about like coming home anyone have any more thoughts i don't it's pretty self-explanatory yeah 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 (laughs) claire's back that's it claire's back yeah yeah even though it seemed like no one cared if claire was coming back but True. Mm. <clears throat> uh, the broadcast date was February 9th, uh, 2005. It was written by my boy, Damon Lindelof, and it was directed by Kevin Hooks. Oh, Robin loves Damon Lindelof so much. I but who doesn't? So He's my yep. best friend. Really, who doesn't? He was, he's just so nice to me. He was nice. You, you met him? Yeah, I did. Oh, Last geez. June. He was no. really lovely. She met yeah. He wasn't even, like, super weirded out, even. Well, maybe he was, but he didn't show it. <laughs> He's got to get weirded out still by people, Lost fans, like seven years later. You know what I mean? Who who, yeah. who was on the other boat? Oh, God, really? You guys are going to ask me that again? <laughs> he oh, probably man. just tells people to go to Lostpedia at this point. Exactly. It should just be on a t-shirt that he wears. Just... <laughs> Check Lostpedia, then ask me. Exactly. And then on the back saying, no, it's not coming back. You know, they keep talking about a reboot, and I'm like, uh-uh. okay, but... I like it the way... Honestly, like, it's my favorite show. I would love more Lost content, but not like that. No. Not in a way. They'll screw it up, just like they're going to screw Roseanne up. Really, you know? Like, yeah. No, it would be cool, like, just to be able to... Like, for me to be able to watch it live, but it'll just wreck it. And here's the thing. It's like, you know, Daniel Day Kim, he's busy. Josh is busy. Jorge's busy. And I'm not out here... Like, Michael Emerson's busy. I'm not out here wanting... I think Henry and Cusick might be busy, too. I don't know. Who, who else? Henry and Cusick? Oh, yeah, Henry and Cusick. He's kind of busy, I think. <laughs> on that show that we also enjoy. He's on, he's on some yeah. indie show that no one ever talked, no one's ever heard yeah. of, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, not a, he's uh, not a big deal. But, you know, people are busy, and I'm not out here wanting it to be, like, the sort of thing where it's like, hey, it's lost, except it's, um, like, all of their children. No! Yeah. I'm like... No, thank you. And I don't know if I could handle three seasons of just Walt. Really, you know, it would be, <laughs> yeah. it would it would give us something to watch. But eh. exactly, Malcolm's busy. Yeah, like in, if Come anything, on, they would only bring back Hurley, and it's like, oh, okay, that'd yeah. be fun. But now, yeah, sure, Matthew Fox yeah. is looking for work, but eh. <laughs> but yeah. does anyone want to hire Matthew Fox? Probably not. With respect, some respect to my Matthew Fox, but not I a lot. I feel like if we podcasted a new loss, we would just run Matthew Fox into the ground every <laughs> single time. Oh, probably. I'm Matthew, Matthew Fox. Fo- I'm here to save the day. Look at me. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's not cute anymore, no. man. any bus drivers lately? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So now Brittany's going to do a recap of the episode, and she's going to try and do it in one minute. And if she doesn't do it in one minute, I'm going to speed her up. And Go. then I'm going to sound like a chipmunk. Yay. Yay. Yeah. 
Oh, ooh, I have a I have a tip. What? Oh, for people. Okay. This is what I've been doing lately when I get to re-listen to it. I speed it up while I'm editing, and then if you turn it on to like really slow, like the half speed and listen to it, it's like extra funny cuz you still kind of sound like a chipmunk, but also you're like sounding really slow so it sounds like you're a drunk chipmunk. Wow. I don't know how I decided to start doing this, but I Whoa, Wait, we could have done the podcast drunk is what you're saying? Well, <laughs> damn it, Robin. Jeez. No. Sorry. Yeah. Also, thanks for giving people tips on how to make me sound dumber than I already <laughs> sound. Oh, I think I did Hearts and Minds and I was listening to myself and I was just like, who is that person? You can hear exactly which words you mispronounce. No, no. I don't it's like awful. I don't like this. Mariah Carey got that gif. I don't know her. Okay. All right. Go, go, go. Okay. okay. In the past, Charlie and his friend Tommy need money for drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Tommy points out a rich girl in a bar and tells him that her daddy's got money. Lucy takes him home and shows him a cigarette case Winston Churchill once owned. It's super cool. Lucy's dad offers Charlie a job. Charlie takes it. Tommy isn't so supportive. Thanks, Tommy. Charlie steals the cigarette case to sell for drug money. His withdrawal screws everything up at work, and Lucy finds out he stole the case. Yikes. She tells him she'll nev- he'll never take care of anyone. Way harsh. In the present, Claire returns to the camp with no memory of how she got on the island. Charlie gives Claire her diary back and tells her that they're friends. The next day, Charlie and Jin's super cool guy hangout session is interrupted by Jin getting knocked out by a good friend, Ethan, who super duper wants Claire back. He says he'll co one of them a day until he does. Frack you, Ethan. The camp sets up defenses. Charlie lies to Claire about what's going on so she won't be scared. Local hero Boone falls asleep during his guard shift, and a camp red shirt gets murdered. Claire tells him crap. <laughs> I'm, laughing at my own. I'm laughing at my own joke. <clears throat> Stop it, Robin. Claire gets mad at Charlie for hiding everything from her. Jack arms everyone with guns, and they head out to find Ethan McJerkface. Jack fights Ethan, but Charlie is the one to pull the trigger. Oh, boy. Claire tells Charlie that she remembers something about peanut butter. They're back on the road to true love. The end. Hey. Instead of always calling him Boone, can we always call him uh, local hero Boone? I, think <laughs> I like that. So I like fun. that. Poor, poor Boone. Every episode we watch, I realize how how much we were right about Boone and how that man just cannot do tries. anything. He tries, he tries so tries hard. He tries so hard. That's the painful thing is like when someone tries really, really hard and they just can't yep. get it right. I feel like that's like a relatable content and yet I still can't stand him. <laughs> See, I didn't mind him through until, well, you know, the uh, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got to feel for the guy. He tries and he tries yeah. and he tries, but he just he screws everything up. And then it's like, so you start to sympathize with him and you're like, oh, yeah, man, Boone, like, I can see where you're coming from. And then you just kind of sit there and you remember that guy kissed his sister once. And yeah, then it just, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it awkward, right? Yeah, a little bit. So I, I wasn't able to um, break this up into storylines, really. So it's kind of just like island flashbacks. Okay. And that's kind of how it, that's how I pulled it apart here. That's how we're going to so, go over it. First of all, we have Charlie, who's asleep, and that's when they bring in Claire, and there's, like, a bajillion questions going on. Jack wakes her up. She's screaming. Doesn't know them. Amnesia. I mean... Yikes. How... Why... I mean, I know this is a spoiler section question, but, like, do we ever actually find out, like, why Claire can't remember anything? Um, we, like, find out what it was that she's not remembering. Like, we see everything that, you know, we missed on her side of things, but I can't recall if we actually have an actual reason as to why she's forgotten. Yeah, I don't think there was ever, like, a drug thing, and yeah, we get the glimpses, yeah. like, really, it, like, mm-hmm. kind of partially, but 
I don't. You gotta almost blame it on like a whole trauma thing why she forgot. But I don't think we ever yeah. see exactly why. I guess the tra- the trauma angle makes sense. I could I could buy that. Yeah, but you would think that then she would have blocked out the plane crash too. That could be traumatic, you know. But yeah, that, that's just me. <laughs> I've never been in a plane crash, but I'm assuming if I was in one, that it would be traumatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I definitely would remember and then block out uh, being in a plane crash, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so, for sure. speaking of, she remembers being on the plane. They're like, that was like a month ago. And she's like, uh-oh, my baby's due. And he's like, uh-oh, thanks for reminding us. Yeah. She doesn't realize that there's Don't a great worry big... worry about it. She doesn't have a great big baby belly at all throughout this. <laughs> and then she's like, why hasn't anyone come to get us? And I'm like, well, that's the big question, isn't it, my friend? <laughs> that's what everyone wants to know. I don't know. We kind of switch over to Jin and Sun. Jin's like, sup, what's going on? And Sun's like, I'm sure everything's cool or whatever. She's like, I'm pretending that I don't know. I don't speak English. Yeah, I have no idea what they're saying at all. I just, I, yeah. Could not, <laughs> Could tell, not you tell you. At this point. She held it together pretty good, I guess. But Yeah. The next thing is that we move over to Boone and Locke. Boone has more questions. Locke has no answers. And they're basically just saying, hope Ethan's not still around. That guy's weird, huh? I feel like in the Boone and Locke relationship, Locke is Obi-Wan and Boone is Anakin. Like, if Boone had been allowed to continue, he could have become Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Ooh. I like that. What an interesting thought. I don't know, it's just like, hmm. Boone wants to do stuff so bad, but he's just so bad at everything. And eventually, by all the know. hate that he can eventually get it right, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that analogy. Or like his... <laughs> I just like find any way to like mildly insult Boone, and I just compared him to Darth Vader, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just because he kissed his sister, so... <laughs> don't kiss your sister come on wait sorry that was anakin's kids uh kids who did that too guys <laughs> oh man <clears throat> you know what i feel like that comparison works then cute so you know here's where i have to make a confession that you guys are gonna hate i've never really seen star wars <laughs> oh my god i hate you yes. guys See, I've never seen the original three. Episode one came out when I was in high school, so at least I know that. But I've never really watched them. I've watched Spaceballs, though. Okay, well, spoiler alert. Luke and Leia are siblings, and they kiss too, so I knew that. Well, now you guys have ruined See, now I never have to watch it, so this just saves me hours upon hours of time. I mean, I definitely saved you from the new ones if you haven't watched them. Yeah, no. I saw episode one just because I got dragged to it in high school. That shows you my yeah, age. Yeah, no, I so. saw uh, episode three in high school. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, um, but yeah, so I saw Harry Potter. I saw the Harry okay, Potter. We get it, your baby. Nah. I'm just trying to. Uh, I'm just trying to to tell you what I saw in high school I and be a part be of the group. You. No, I think I saw Independence Day in high school. Oh my Jeez. god. <laughs> uh. That's one of my favorite movies. So respect. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, for Star Wars, for other people, for everyone else in the world who has seen Star Wars, they're gonna think I'm a genius. For you two, just... Alright. Fine. We'll just play elevator music in our head. (laughs) So, we have Claire's journal, and he's like, maybe that'll help you. And he's like, oh, BT dubs, I was also a victim. But, like, why did they leave Charlie? I don't know. Neither of them are sleeping. Now they're buddies, they're friends. And then this is, like, the Claire and Charlie love theme, which is all over this episode. 
You can just hear that. Like, you hear that music and you're like, oh, Claire and Charlie are doing something. But it, He's trying to get back in there. Yeah. It must be so heartbreaking for Charlie to, like, have formed this human connection for, like, the first time with someone who he knew wasn't going to leave him. And then she can't even remember him. Sad. Uh, Don't want to think Yeah. That. Yeah. So... They were the only kind of connection that I really got behind at all on the show. I just, yeah, I loved the two of them together. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I really, really did. Like, I, there's so many things that were wrong with Charlie later on mm-hmm. that they did. But, yeah, no, this this episode, I just loved him trying to take care of her and stuff. Interesting. We'll have to talk about Sweet the other so spoiler. The other things. Yes. In the spoiler yeah. section. The next scene that we have is... Saeed thinking that Ethan might have set this up and might have sent Claire in. He's like, when's the last time you saw actual amnesia, Jack? And Jack's like, uh, I don't heckin' know. I guess it's rare. Will her memories come back? We don't know. Don't have Google. How will we know? (laughs) Don't have Google. Uh, And then Charlie's like, whatever, I'll go hang out with Claire. I feel like Jack was kind of busy with the whole corrupt dad thing in order to keep track of people's amnesia. He was a surgeon, you know? He doesn't know. Yeah true he's not a brain surgeon he's a spinal surgeon you're asking too much of jack oh jack i i I always am very torn between making fun of jack and feeling some affection for jack i don't know i'm the same way i always i I just got so sick and tired of him always being the one that saved everything like you're a doctor we Mm -hmm. get it you don't know everything though it's like if wait does anyone understand star trek jokes (laughs) oh my god (laughs) All right, yeah. well, <clears throat> go ahead, make it. Make it, and we'll both go, oh, yeah. I, I was just going to say, it's like if Bones saved the day every single time, but no one gets that joke, and I would have enjoyed that show yeah, more. Yeah, totally. No, totally. New Bones is Carl Urban. Someone so. thinks Thank you're you. funny. Someone you know thinks what? you're funny. If my girlfriend's okay. listening, she thinks I'm funny, and that's all that matters. Shout out Can't to Sam. Can't we turn this into any Back to the Future jokes? Because at least I get that. Yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Oh, that's... Okay. Robin's like, I've never seen Back to the Future. No, no, no. I wa- I've seen Doctor uh-huh. Who. Does that count as time travel? It counts as time travel, but you have to see Back to the Future. It's so good. I've been meaning to. There's only to. three of them. Yeah. I know, but, like, I watch TV, and I have a hard time watching movies, to be honest. Uh, think of it as watching a limited series. Exactly. Do it in 30-minute okay. intervals. Then it's like yeah. a television show. Ooh, Ooh Yeah. I'm always just like, okay, but when can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I literally know those movies so well, I can tell you when to go to the bathroom. Perfect. You Thank go. you. Make a list. I love those movies so much, I had a DeLorean at my wedding. So. No. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh my yes. God. Okay, so you went on a lost tour for your honeymoon, and you had a DeLorean at your wedding. My wife is a like, good like, person. Yeah, I'm writing these down as, like, future wedding ideas. Thank you so much. See, exactly. <laughs> these are good tips. Uh, so the next scene <laughs> that we have, uh, Charlie comes up to Jin and is like, are you going back to the caves? And then he says hello to Jin in Korean. And then Jin's like, hello, back. And it's very cute. Because he like made an effort and it's nice. He's talking about how nice it is to be Jin and how he's like got no problems. All he's got to do is take care of his wife. And like, whatever. No big deal. And that's when Jin gets knocked out by, I don't know, a heckin' rock or something. Yeah, it's a big old rock. Yeah, and then Ethan shows up, and he's like, hey, can I get her back, please? I let her go by accident. Sure, Jen. Uh, and so then 
it's, it's so funny because I think I think Charlie's the one who like tries to attack Ethan and Ethan's like I don't think so and grabs him up by the neck which is kind of reminiscent of all the best cowboys have daddy issues when he like Ethan strung him up by his neck before right except now it's I like still want to know him. how Ethan drugged Charlie all the way up a tree by himself Oh, true. Right? That is a great question. Like, he's not a... By himself, winkety-wink. Winkety-wink, exactly, yeah. <laughs> First time I saw that, I was like, how did he drag him up there? There's no way. He's like, well, Claire, can I get some help, please? Yeah, exactly. Can you want to give me a boost? Spot me. <laughs> Robot Claire's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he used a polar bear as a um, crutch, actually, so... Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's like a little stool. <laughs> a polar bear stool. Okay. This uh, is going well. This is great. Oh, yeah. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to kill them one by one, and I'm going to kill you last. Okay, bye. And Charlie's like, sweet. All right, well, I'm going to go tell everyone what you just told me, I think. So um, he's like, guys, we should probably just, like, go out and kill him. They're like, well, listen, he hurt us, and he could probably do it again whenever. So what we should do is we should have a new strategy of defense rather than offense. You know, Do they know that there's, like, a bazillion of them and one of Ethan? Do you think they know that? I think... It feels like they're all like, Ethan equals ten of us. Apparently. And that's the one thing that uh, when Charlie came back that he had said that all they wanted was Claire. So does Charlie know that there's more of them? And they they never elaborated more on that. They never asked him. True. Because that's the thing I always thought, like, what else is... Because Charlie never really alluded to what he knew or what really exactly happened. So did he tell them that it was only him? Did he tell them there was more? Like, we never really know and they never really tell us. I never thought about that, but I think maybe... I mean, it's probably implied that Charlie told them, I want to say. I, don't I hope so. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just, like, everyone who... And, like, Jack knows they have guns, and it's, like, all these, like, people who are running through the jungle afraid of, like, one dude. Yeah. True. Jack decides to be a broken record again and say, you know what we should do? Ooh, we should move everyone to the caves, probably. Am I right? And they're Jack- like, once again, No. <laughs> Jack is like, uh, is this an opportunity to push my political agenda? Yes, I will use it. <laughs> Locke's literally like, actually, or he could be wanting us to do that, and then he will show up and murder all of us in one, in, in like, one, in one day. one little package, yeah. He's like, well, Locke, what's your heckin' plan then, sir? I like that um, this entire recap is in, like, modern colloquialisms. <laughs> That's it's my favorite really way to me- recap. Yeah. <laughs> it's really making me happy, because I'm imagining Locke saying the word heckin'. <laughs> no, that's just me. Yeah. No, I'm happy about it. We have Jin and Sun, and Jin is blaming everyone else for his problems, which is kind of season one Jin-ish to do, so that's cool. But I mean, uh, he also has a point. Yeah, and he's like just confused because he still doesn't understand what's going on, and he's like, why are bad people after us? What did yeah, we I'm do? Yeah, I'm just trekking through a forest and I get a rock I mean- in the face. <laughs> And, like, Charlie's just sitting there ranting at him. So, Jin, number one, doesn't know why Charlie's just chatting away. And, two, he gets hit with a rock, and he's like, why do people hate us? We're just trying to get off this island. And he doesn't understand English. He's just listening to a monologue in gibberish all the That's time. part of you actually feels bad for Jin. Like, I never really did up until kind of around this point of the season. But yeah, when he's just he's just a confused mm-hmm. guy just, just trying to fish. He's... <laughs> he's literally just trying to eat i just want to fish and take care of my wife leave me alone sometimes i think i think about it and i think like it's nice because when they don't use subtitles i can go on lastpedia and i can check to see what Jin said and i can go ha 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 
But Jin is on this island and being like, well, I guess I will literally never know what you're actually saying to me. That would be yeah. incredibly frustrating. Yeah, that's what that's I That's what scares thinking. me from tra- to travel abroad is just the language barrier me standing there going, what? I couldn't figure out half the stuff when I went to Montreal. Yep. And I was just like, uh, uh, poutine, poutine, hockey? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, don't worry, that's the that's universal exactly language it. of Canadian. Uh, yeah. Ex- maple yeah. syrups, beavers? <laughs> Help? That was me. I Honestly, that was Sorry? me in Spain and me in China. I was just like... I don't understand the language, but I'm here to have a good time. (laughs) So the next thing we have is everyone is avoiding Claire and she's not remembering anything. But Charlie's like, we've been having a nice time. We built a golf course. Uh, And then he chooses to like be lying about what's happening and such. I mean, do you think he made the right decision there? I think so. You know, you got to the poor girl's gone through all this. She's had so much trauma. She's obviously forgotten everything. Why not lie to her? What, what is it going to hurt? Like, yeah, you're probably going to be in crap when she finds out. But for the meantime, I think it was kind of the right decision. Yeah, it's kind of like a short-term stopgap before the actual problem arrives. Oh, yeah, he right? had to know that that, prob- that it was going to come back to bite him eventually. But, you know, for yeah. the time being, let's just be happy. I, th- I think that my my thought is that, like, I'm not Claire, but if I was Claire, like, if this happened to me, I would not want to know. Yeah? I would be like, I will sit here, and I will plug my ears and go la 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 where all the scary <laughs> things happen. Robin's also the person that, uh, if the Hunger Games happened, she would, like, off herself first so that so no one oh, else Oh, jeez, I probably would, too. Yes. I would just curl up into a ball. My <laughs> friends have always said if we get into a fight, I'm the guy that goes behind the guy we're fighting so they can push him over top of me, so... I, I completely get that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so like, if the zombie apocalypse comes, you guys are just like, oh yeah, oh, either that or I'm locking myself in a oh, Costco, Other, or I'm yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what I was gonna say when Robin was talking about you know she's an adult now having to like buy healthcare and stuff. I was like, you're not a true adult until you have your own. You Costco betcha. Membership. Yep. Yep. See, maybe I'll get one, uh, but I don't have to right now because my parents have them, and I still See? live here. Not fully yep. fledged yet. Next Got year. Costco card and your own save on more card. There you go. That's adulthood. Yes. Ooh. That's been my apocalypse plan the entire time is to hole up in a Costco. And I am not happy that a movie stole my idea and then didn't even do it well. Yeah. It's going to be real full now. Well, because they have the good yeah. shutters. They have not the good shutters, right? So. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's like a concrete box full of good stuff. And they have beds there. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> is there a Costco on the island by any chance? That would be nice. We have Jack with a knife. Kate comes up. She's like, hey, we should use the guns that we have in the case. Eh? And Jack's like, or everyone could get scared and shoot each other in the jungle accidentally. So that'd be cute. Locke is like, hey, here's some trip wires. Four around the perimeter. It's going to be pretty heckin' sweet. Fires every 20 meters. Sentry duty. And that's when Boone's like, oh, would you... Me, I can do oh, something. Oh, Maybe. a purpose for Boone? A purpose that I will do poorly? But here's the thing. So, Locke inexplicably has tripwires. Yep. And Jack says that no one can have guns because they might shoot themselves. But Locke's like, yes, let's put tripwires around and hope that no one forgets where they are. <laughs> well, I mean, the difference is that it's like they, they set off a tripwire... And they're like, oops, a bag of garbage fell down. <laughs> but if everyone, like, has guns, then it's like, oops, I shot three people. 
But okay, but well, fair you want to know, like, oh, if one of us is going to get kidnapped or shot, why not give the people the guns? Like, nah, just a bag of garbage falling. That's going to be good. That'll be fine. Well, no. Yeah. I feel safe with that. <laughs> well, I also feel like Sawyer's the type of person to be like, I'm going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Don't shoot me. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 100%. He would absolutely make a joke out of it. So, like, there's another point where Boone's like, I'll take a shift, and Saeed's like, okay. (laughs) I'm Saeed. Yeah, Boone, we are counting on you. And I'm like, aw, that's nice. I like that Locke knows Boone needs validation. (laughs) I know, and then Boone, like, smiles a little bit, and I'm like, aw, this... Okay, buddy. Boone has a new dad. Um, it's kind of aw, but kind of like, oh, you kissed your sister, dude. His whole yeah. thing, that's all it's ever going to come back to is you kissed your sister. <laughs> it is, though. Every time I'm like, oh, that happened. Ew. He, he could have been the one that got him off the island, but in the end it's, ah, but you kissed your sister. <laughs> then it's like, man who is mildly into incest <laughs> saves people from plane yeah. crash. And then it, what kind of headline is that? Yeah, true. Actually, you know what? That's a 2017 headline. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie is saying, hey, Jack, maybe we should move Claire from the caves. And he's like, no, 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 she's safe here. And he's like, literally no one's safe. It's my fault that she got taken away or whatever. And I'm like, what purpose did Rose talking to you have? If, like, she literally said, Charlie, it's not your fault. And then you had, like, a transformative experience. And now you're sitting here being like, it's my fault. Sometimes character development goes backwards. (laughs) True, though. To suit a plot. Yeah, I... I can see why he blames himself. And it makes sense that at first that he would tell Rose that, yeah, yeah, no, thank you for making me feel better. I don't blame myself. But in the end, of course, he blames himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to sit, like, deep in his soul. Oh, yeah. Even if anything would have happened to her, I think, like, even if she would have just fallen in the woods, he still would have blamed herself. Yeah. I think that's... Which I get. Oh, yeah. That's his person to take care of, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Especially given the flax... Flax... I can speak English. Let's try again. And you know what? I give up. Um, I was going to say, especially given the flashbacks of this episode. So we have Boone. He's trying his best, but he goes ahead and just uh, falls asleep there. Is he trying his best, guys? Is he trying his best? I don't think he is. I think he could do better. And how do you fall asleep sitting up for that long? It wasn't like it was like dark and then when he woke up it was dark. It was like six, seven hours he had to have fallen asleep sitting up like that. How do you do that? Yep. Like, how do you not wake up in, like, fits and starts, like, when you're sleeping on a plane? Yeah, when your head smashes into the ground, how do you not wake up to that? It's Boone. Yeah, that's that's the answer is, it's Boone. Local hero Boone. Local hero Boone. (laughs) Local hero. (laughs) So, this is the best part to say that. Because the trap goes, and it's, like, now day, and he's, like, running through the jungle, and he, like, tries to attack something, and just immediately, like, local hero trips in jungle over nothing. Bud. Ooh, my boy, he just, he tried so hard, and he got so far. In the end, it didn't even no. matter. <laughs> so it turns out it was just Vincent, and it's kind of a cute moment where Saeed's like, ah, our other missing castaway, haha, <laughs> cute. And that's when it's like, oh, a character is dead. Scott, thoughts? Um, <laughs> why did I have to be on the episode where I died? <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun this way. It is fun this way. See, I would say it's not up to me, but it was. <laughs> I know. I just thank God my parents didn't name me Steve or Scott, or that wasn't my middle name or something. <laughs> Scott Steve. Scott Steve, Steve Scott. No, I know when I was watching it to get ready for this, I was like, ah, oh, this is perfect. I'm on the episode where I die. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm sure glad that 
like I didn't have all my fingers broken or my arms broken. So yeah, yikes. this is nah. Thank God your job is Zamboni driver. You don't face any of these dangers. No, hopefully not. As long as I don't fall off and get sucked up in the machine, then hey, you know what? We're good. Oh my God. <laughs> I think uh, that the creepiest part about this scene, though, is that we learned that it didn't matter that they were all around there. It's that Ethan came through the water. Yeah, I love that. Because like, it just shows like how stealth-like Ethan really is, you know? Is anyone else picturing Ethan with, like, one of those, like, makeshift reed snorkels, like, just waiting in the water? <laughs> See, that's cute, because I imagined Ethan as a mermaid. Bobbing <laughs> up and down with a couple starfish stuck on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, no. Like, the one extra that didn't make it into the Little Mermaid is Ethan. Yes! But he, he, he also, like, definitely has clamshells, like, on his chest, too, because he, he, he's yeah. really interested in fashion. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, camouflage. It's camouflage. Oh, it's perfect camouflage. You're right. I didn't. We didn't see him because he's a camouflage mermaid. This makes perfect sense. Exactly. He's like, no one will suspect that I'm out of the ordinary when I'm a mermaid. (laughs) But to be fair, on an island, a tropical island with polar bears, that would not be outside the realm of possibility. True. It would not. No. Very true. Uh, so basically they're like, maybe it was an accident, and Kate was like, I really don't think it was, because his his neck was broken, both his arms, and all of the f- fingers on his body were broken. So cute. Um, I don't that think sucks. that we'll be able to find an actual answer for this, but, like, do you guys think he did that when he was alive or after he was dead? I'm calling he broke oh. his fingers when he was alive. Yeah. Yeah. My only thought about that is that, like, why didn't they hear him? Like, did they? Did he steal him away in the night and then torture him and then put him back, or what? Oh, that's a good question, actually, because why wouldn't they wake up to screams? Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, you know, that actually would have made way more sense, because I can't even see Ethan breaking ten fingers, an arm, and a neck all in, like, three seconds with no... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just Scott, so no one would have noticed he was gone, so... But we don't know that Ethan was by himself. No. True. If it was a team, insert spoiler here, effort, maybe they had help. But yeah, I think it makes more sense that Ian kind of stole him away. Ian? (laughs) Okay. Desmond on the brain. Desmond was here. Desmond would never do that, okay? No. Okay. No. No, you're right. You're right. Anyway, yeah. He probably kidnapped him. What a jerk. And here's where we have another uh, mix-up between Steve and Scott. No. <laughs> I just feel like I need wah, to sigh wah. every time that I gets that it gets screwed up for poor Steve or poor Scott. I'm the only one to represent poor Steve. us. <laughs> Steve is so alone now. Steve is yeah. very alone. He's probably just he's out there kind of like Michael going Scott. Scott. Oh my God. <laughs> this is like a whole subplot in the background of the show. This is what Lost Two could have been. Yes. Yeah, oh. it's just Steve and Scott flashback. Yes. See, that's the reboot. It's just expose, but the whole show. I liked expose. I know I'm gonna. I love expose. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was so good, but yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story. That's like one of Robin's favorite episodes too. Yes, you're it's not like alone. 100 in my top five. Oh yeah, not maybe not top five, but it's in my probably my top ten, top fifteen. Mm-hmm. So we have Scott's funeral thing. All right, um, all right. Fun fact. <gasps> Fun fact is that um, he's the first one to be buried at that cemetery. Like, it's like their little graveyard, and it ends up having, spoiler alert, a a bunch of people in it. 
And a bunch of money. Well, essentially money. True. True. So his name is Scott Jackson, and basically what happened was he had an internet company in Santa Cruz, and he won a vacation, all expenses paid, to go to Australia. And this is how it ended. No! That's a crappy way to end a holiday. Yeah. You know, like death, that's what kind of just ruins everything. I mean, I would have to agree. The plane crash is bad enough, but then getting all your fingers snapped off. Because of someone else. Like, it wasn't even anything you And you gotta wonder if he was just screaming, No, 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 you want Steve, you want Steve, the whole time, but... (laughs) No, 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 I'm Steve! When he dies, he's, like, thinking of him. He's like, I'm gonna miss that guy. It's just some, like, Sarah McLaughlin song played in the background as he's picturing Steve. Oh, my God! (laughs) I want this! Has someone made a fan, like, a fan film that's just, like, all about Scott and Steve, please? God, I hope so. If they haven't, Robin, that's, like, your next task. Oh, my God. Who will I cast as Scott and Steve? I have to find an island. Well, we have a there Scott. We go. And True. I live on an island, essentially, in my town, so there we go. There you go. Alright, it's done. Okay. Set. Um, we have this scene between Claire and Shannon. I actually really love this scene. Because Claire really stands up for herself here. Hi. Um, why is everyone staring at me? I'm not staring at you. What's your name? Shannon. Shannon? You're staring. And she's like... Hey, so who are you even? Yeah, you're a liar. (laughs) Right, right. I like that Shannon tried to do the right thing, though. Like, Shannon kind of, like, in the past probably would have just told Claire just to be a jerk. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you're the reason everyone's dying. Yeah. This is character development. I'm going to tell you the truth because no one else will. Exactly. She's growing as a person. This is how far she's come. That's real. I like we could just spin this into positive stuff for Shannon all day. Yeah. Shannon does something useful. Finally. Shan- Finally. Unlike her brother, <laughs> who's who, the local hero who trips over nothing. Who kissed her? True. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Claire goes and yells at Charlie about it. Basically, he's like, "You couldn't do anything about it. Just she, he's keeping her in the dark. He just wanted to take care of her. She's saying she can take care of herself." And it's like, Claire, one, I absolutely see your point. I, too, would feel super invalidated if someone did that to me. But you have amnesia, and you're on a deserted island. I respectfully tell you to sit down and have some bed rest. Yeah. And and that's all he was trying to do, too. Like, it it makes sense why he lied to her. Like, I would have done the exact Mm -hmm. same thing. Like, why would I tell someone that's freaked out and nine months pregnant, oh, yeah, you're the reason that everyone's going to die. No. No no one's going to tell anybody that. Of course you're going to lie. And that's not only putting her in danger, it's putting the baby in danger. Like, I... Yeah, true. good point. You know, from Claire's perspective, I could see why she was angry, and I'm on her team for that, but she had more than just her to think about, I think. Right. So... There's this moment where Boone is sitting with, like, Locke, I think, and Jack's like, hey, Locke, do you want to um, talk over here away from Boone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man... He's like, what happens tonight? And he's like, literally the same thing is going to happen. Literally, that's what he said. Uh, He's like, listen, I feel bad, but to Ethan, we're just dumb babies with rattles that we're, like, trying to hit him with. Like, he's not taking us seriously at all. No, this guy's a pro. I have a hard time, though, like, really seeing Ethan as, like, a mastermind. Yeah. He's just kind of the grunt of the group. Like, you go smash things. Exactly! 
Especially because Ethan is one of those characters, now that we know that Ethan dies, I can say that, like, Ethan is one of the characters that comes back the most. Other than, I think, Christian is what we said. Like, yeah. Christian Shepard. But once he's dead, like, we're always having flashbacks. Ethan always is coming back and stuff. So after we see different sides of Ethan, it's hard to, like, go back in season one and be like, oh, that guy's scary. But he just doesn't look scary to me, except mm. for when he's in the rain. Otherwise, he kind of just looks... I mean, that's the point, is he's supposed to kind of look like an unassuming person. But right. to me, he kind of just looks like a big old doofus. Yeah. It's that <laughs> blank stare that, that he has, where it's just like he's looking straight through right. you, where you're just like, holy crap. Yup. Yep. Like, he's killing me from the inside out. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I love that <laughs> stuff. I love when actors can just, like, like, switch, like, one little thing, and then you're suddenly just like, oh... Oh. I think my, like, main example of this is uh, Andrew Scott, who plays uh, Moriarty on BBC Sherlock. He's, like, one of my favorites. He's, like, my favorite character. And the dude is rainbows and leprechauns until, like, he changes one thing and suddenly you're just, like, you're the most terrifying person in the world. I would also say, I mean, like, spoilers, so, like, put it at the end or bleep it out, but mm -hmm. um, the transformation from <laughs> into oh, Ben yeah. Linus. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or even, Scott, have you seen The Good Place? You know what? I haven't started, I haven't watched it. I've seen so many previews of it, and I see you guys talking about it all the time, but I haven't watched it. It's really great. Would recommend, yeah. for sure. It's really great. There's a moment in the finale, I won't say what it is, but I think Robin knows what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, where a person's facial expression just switches, and it's yeah. eerie how you can read their character perfectly with just, like, one smile. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then going back to, like, the whole... Thing. It's, yeah, there's one moment in that locker where his face just turns and you're just like, holy crap, I know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And you're and you're scared. Like, that's why Michael Emerson's so good, is you're just yeah. terrified. Exactly. Oh, I'm so excited to get there. I, I, I could talk about Michael Emerson all day because I loved him so much in Person of Interest that... It's just Ben Linus is my oh, favorite yeah. character. Like, I kind of want to bring in, like, a new person who's never seen it before every episode and be like, hello, is good or bad? <laughs> Tell well, us and, now. And what are what your was, thoughts? And then it changes every that's episode. That's what I was trying to do with my family, but then they... Oh, they betrayed, betrayed me. <sighs> I have a, a, a good little side note story to that, too. So... We're sitting hmm. watching TV one night. There's nothing on, and I go flip on Gilligan's Island. My wife says to me, what's Gilligan's Island? Okay. I know. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I, I know. Oh I know. You probably okay. know where this is going, so I explain it to her. I'm like, all oh, these guys get stranded on a desert isle, you know, three-hour tour, blah, 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 blah. And then she looks at me, and she's never watched Lost before, and I've tried her, and she just looked at me, and she's like, oh, so it's like Lost. And I just, yes! <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Like, is she wrong, like, though? Oh, um, and I just, I, yeah, I was like, oh, I married you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, like, in, at the surface, like, you can't, like, actually prove her wrong because it's the essentially premise a, is shockingly similar. <laughs> it's very shockingly similar. But, yeah, no, I was, with my with my family, I was so excited to eventually show them Ben Linus. <laughs> yeah, they betrayed me. <sighs> That's a shame. It is a shame. I feel very lucky. I was able to watch every episode real time with one of my best friends. Her name's Rena. She's coming on in two episodes. Mm -hmm. And I was like across the room from her. Basically, Jack is saying, what if we got our advantage back? And he's like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And he's like, here's all the guns. Give it to everybody. And clearly Locke is really experienced with said guns. Hmm. <laughs> 
Um, they're gonna use Claire as bait. Charlie is displeased by this. Will kill. What? Sometimes I just can't read my notes, and I don't know what it means. What does it say? It says, "Will kill all." Oh. <laughs> so so maybe that's just like, like a premonition or something. Is this like your personal plans? Like what's going on here? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but whatever. Worry. Either way. <laughs> Claire's like, I can talk for myself, whatever, but she wants to help. And uh, Charlie's like, ooh, I want in too, because since you have four guns. And they're like, well, Charlie, have you ever used a gun? And I'm like, excuse me very much, when has Jack ever used a gun? Yeah, I would think a guy in a band has used a gun more than a doctor. Yeah, like, yep. I, he didn't even use the gun when when uh, they were shooting the marshal. Like, that that was No, he whipped out that on that. Sawyer. I don't think, even thinking of flashbacks, Jack has ever used a gun, so I don't know. Like, I feel like he's just in the background being like, nobody look over here. Exactly. Jack's gun use is all about, like, bravado. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, I think I can do it. And Charlie's like, that makes us equally qualified. His nerf, his, his gun experience is nerf water guns as he was a child. Yeah. <laughs> I can shoot you. It's like, same thing I can much. shoot you from around the corner. <laughs> Jack voice is my new favorite thing. So they're like, listen, he's right. We do have four guns. We should have four dudes. But he says four men. And I'm like, do you not even think of Kate? But also here's the thing is that they're like, yeah, here, here you go, Kate. But also in pilot part two, Kate's like, I don't know how to use a gun. But did anyone actually believe that? Jack's like, yeah, I know that's bull. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Jack super doesn't knows that isn't true now. Yeah, that's very true. Jack's not. Jack knows like every truth about Kate at this point. Mm-hmm. They go to Sawyer, and he—he's just the best man. He's my favorite. But is like, Sawyer even more qualified to carry a gun? I think Sawyer's more qualified to carry a gun than Jack is, to be honest. But do they know that? I don't know. <laughs> They're kind of just like picking all their favorite people. They're like, this guy has used one. It's not on them. Sure. This guy's not afraid to punch yeah. somebody. That guy killed a polar bear. That's okay. like street cred. But, Let's use that guy. He's a main character. But the polar bear is huge. It's pretty hard to miss that. He missed the marshal, so. Ooh, that's a f- oh fair point. Also, roasted Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Kate's like, I want in now. And he's like, oh, sorry, Kate. Um, We're out of guns. Oops, didn't even think to ask you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer's so like, well, how much ammo do you have? Well, here's the thing is that I have this extra gun from the marshal. Hey, Kate, take this irony. <laughs> Here, take his gun. Um, and it's like, yay, now it's your turn. Uh, that's when they bring up the fact that he totally missed the, the marshal. And he says bygones, which is like s- straight out of the hundred what Murphy says. Or like, I guess, you know, the hundred took it straight out of this. Bygones yeah. is totally a Murphy thing. The more you watch Lost, the more you realize how mashed up those two shows are. I really are. noticed that mm-hmm. the, uh, in the first season when I first started watching, I was kind of like, is this, like, did they kind of make, try to make you do this? Like, how did this happen? Um, I can't remember if it was the first episode or second, when they, they go hunting for a boar, and I was like, oh, that's Lost! I was like, oh, an extension! Give it to me now! So. <laughs> I've had that same thing uh, re-watching the first season of Battlestar Galactica, is... The influences of, like, Lost and BSG having a baby is absolutely the hundred. I'm excited yeah, to you, watch Yeah, the it. influences are very strong. What's well, like, have you guys watched Wrecked? Not yet. Oh, no. Oh, God. It is, at, they did it so perfectly. There's so many, it, 
Yeah. Is it like a parody? Can you explain to me what that it's is? It's like a comedy parody of Lost. Yes. Where do I find um, it? It's on Crave TV. I know that, but it was on the Comedy Channel aired it. Um, and and okay, I've, okay. I've saved it up, and I'm 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 my second episode into season two, and it's awesome. I've it's like there's 30 minute episodes, and I just sit and laugh the whole time. Is it like an actual parody, as in like the main character's name is Jack? No, or not like how... not at all. So like there's the the main character is a uh, is a, a flight attendant, really. But no, there's people where you're like, oh, that would be the lock, and that would be the Jack, and yeah, it's not. And it is like specifically made about hundred percent. Like even the like before okay. the episode starts, it's like previously on rack, and you're like, oh, gotcha, <laughs> oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> But going back <laughs> to what we're supposed to be talking yeah, about. That um, show. So Charlie's watching them, and they're like, basically, he'll be surrounded by five points. It'll be great. Try not to shoot him. We want him alive. Then they have Claire in the clearing. You see everyone hiding. And like I've said before, like, they are really good with scenes of silence and just, like, music without dialogue mm-hmm. and everything. This is a really good scene for that. And uh, that's when Ethan enters. Jack tackles him they're like all pointing their guns it's like really heckin cool i mean I, the thing i like about using claire's bait and the thing that i don't like about using claire's bait is that it's such a it's such a spunky trope for like girls where right. it's like yeah i'm gonna do whatever i want because someone told me not to and i'm like i don't know whether i love this or i hate this well and it's risky too because did they like how many people are going to show up is it Ethan is it more like like it's super right. risky like you don't know if 30 40 people are going to show up and then just take her and shoot all of you and take the guns and go back to camp right I like Claire I really exactly. love Claire that she was like no I'm going to be I'll be the bait this is my fault I want to do this like and and as well like she said like I don't remember like I'm not a, like how am I going to be afraid I don't remember even what Ethan looks like or if I'm afraid of him right so she was going into it blind. <laughs> she doesn't remember what he. <laughs> she doesn't remember what he looks like, and then as soon as then she freaks like a creepy out, man shows up. She's like, "That's that, gotta that, be that one. Yeah, that's gotta that's be not him." Steve. Who else could that be? <laughs> that's such a roast on Ethan. <laughs> it must be that guy because I don't see any other. No, and that's such a good around. point. Like she says, like, "Oh, I don't remember him," but the second she sees him, she's like freaks right out. Like for all we know, she could have done that to Sawyer. Yeah. Aww, buddy. But who would do that to Sawyer? I love the moment where he's just like, uh-uh. It's, like, so funny because he acts like it was totally his idea. Uh-uh-uh, jungle boy. Not even for one second. Like, he comes out here and he's just like, someone tell me who this guy is. I don't think so, buckaroo. <laughs> there should just be a book of all the Sawyer sayings. There should like be. Selena was saying a few episodes ago, everything he says feels like poetry. And that's not yeah. just me being obsessed with Sawyer. It's true. It is. Everything that he says... Feels because a lot of characters sometimes have very natural sounding dialogue. Sawyer doesn't have necessarily unnatural sounding dialogue, but it does sound like he's perfectly scripted. Yeah, like he's thought about everything. It's almost he that, says. like, like yes. it doesn't have like a full southern draw, but it's kind of along those lines of like how like how that speak goes. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so he gets shot six times in the chest by Charlie. Uh, so there's that. Oh, yeah, and basically he's like, yeah, he deserved to die. It was a thing. They're like, well, he could have given us information, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> Basically, Charlie's like, eh. I don't care. Charlie's That's right. It. Like, was he actually? Like, he wasn't going to um, tell them anything. He would have let 
No, there's no, no way. way. He would have let them no. snap off every single finger and every single toe, and he still would have kept his mouth shut. And that would have done nothing except to... And, I mean, Ethan probably would have done it happily, is it would have done nothing except torture people like Saeed and Jack, which is what mm-hmm. Ethan wants in the first place. Lastly, we have that Claire remembers peanut butter. And he's like, well, it was imaginary peanut butter. And she's like, I want to trust you, Charlie. Good night. Good night. It's like, there's the theme again. I can hear it. Yeah, no, they were the only, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a crying guy, but, at, spoiler, but, like, at, you know, like, at the very end, that was the <laughs> only time where I was kind of like, hmm, you know, like, at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you like? This, there's something in my eyes. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. Sound. Oh, so. I'm going to regret that later. <laughs> <laughs> yup. All right, so moving on to flashbacks. These these flashbacks are strange to me. They, they're really I'm, weird. Like, usually um, the flashbacks are, like, for a specific purpose or, like, you know, they have, like, an overarching theme and stuff. And I know that the theme that goes into the episode is, like, uh, taking care of people and, and kind of, like, setting aside some things that you enjoy so that you can be responsible or whatever. But, like, this is such a strange way to go about it, I think. It just makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, because I, I think deep down, like, Charlie is such a good guy, but he does such crappy things. But, like, yeah. like this one I don't really think... Yeah. It just doesn't really fit with Charlie. It, like, no. to me, this just kind of feels like a different version of Sawyer's story. It, You know what? Huh. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like the only way that they make it, like, like kind of like kind of a Charlie stories where he takes the job, you know, we're like, oh, he does have some yeah. good in him, you know. Like this right. is one of the things. Where yeah. I really don't like how they kind of wrote Charlie throughout his time on the show, where you're like, I really, really like him, and they would do these horrible, crappy things that to make him look like a jerk. You're just like, it's true. And why? Like, like there's an episode next season that I just I hate because of it. Is it fire and water? Oh yes. <laughs> Honestly, I would rather like, watch Stranger to Strangeland twice before I'd have to watch that episode. Oh my gosh, I do love the uh, I do love the flashbacks of Fire and Water though. Yeah, I think that it's like season one Charlie is great, season two Charlie okay, season three Charlie and on. That's okay, you know. Yeah. But season two is a as a down, like that's just he's not great in that season. No, and there's no reason to do it. That's the thing I yeah. could never... Yeah. I feel like the writers thought, like, maybe Charlie was, like, too likable, mm. and it was unrealistic, which is one of my least favorite things that writers do, because it's like, sometimes people are just good people, and yeah. you can have that be a thing. Or, like, people develop, and they don't have to go backwards. It's like the fact that he's a junkie is supposed to be his, like, bad piece. Like, he doesn't also have to be a jerk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would have been good enough. Like, yeah, like this flashback, I was... Again, I had forgot about it because it had been a while since I seen it. Like, why did they... They didn't need to do this, really. Mm-hmm. Like, we know Charlie wants to take care of Claire. We don't need to see that, oh, we'll never take anyone care of anyone, Charlie. Well, who cares, you know? <laughs> like, thank you so much for saying the subtext out loud and trying to ham-fist that theme into a story that actually doesn't really fit it. He's not trying to take care of her. I'm proud of Charlie if he can take care of himself, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, at what point did Lucy get the idea that she was, like, he was trying to take care of her? Why? 
She's the millionaire, and he's going to sell photocopiers. Yeah, he was going to take care of her financially. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, she was taking care of him. So it's like, the message could have been, you will never be able to let anyone in or help you. And that would have made more sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. that completely. And that would have been good for the storyline that he had with Rose. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Mm -hmm. So we have Tommy. <laughs> Ugh, I, I'm pretty sure this is the only time that we ever see Tommy, and I don't care about him at all. No. So cool. So there's that guy. Um, basically, they're just about out of drugs. Here's Lucy. She's in a bar. Her dad's rich. Time to do a con. Off you go. He like goes, puts on a drive shaft song. Then he goes and like is charming, is cute. Time to manipulate women. Seriously, ladies, I demand you stop buying me more drinks. I'm a man of high moral standing. Your obvious plan to take me home and ravage me will not work. Saucy sirens. I believe in monogamy. It will not be shared like a common curry. Are we that obvious? Dreadfully. Call yourself ladies, Jane Austen will be ashamed. Like, this is just such a Sawyer move. Since yeah. when is Charlie a con man? Yeah. Exactly. It's a good ploy to put a drive shaft song on. That I liked. I was like, ah, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was smooth. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of it, you're, your guys are so right. It, it is a complete Sawyer move. Like it, it, it does not fit Charlie at all. It's a, it's a, it's a short. Well, actually, no, it's a long con completely. Exactly. It's completely a long yeah. con. But it's because we've seen sort of the beginning and then the lead up to Charlie's story, where you know he doesn't want to do drugs, he gets involved, and then he ends up on the plane. You kind of go, where in his story is this supposed to fit, and why does it matter? And I still can't tell you why Lucy mattered. No. <laughs> Speaking of, we are at her house. We are going to have tea. Where's her dad? Oh, he's buying a paper company up in Slough. So this is a reference to The Office, but like the British version that I think only went for one season. It's like the equivalent of them saying, oh, he's buying a paper company in, in Scranton. Oh. Because I watched the original, but I couldn't remember where that was supposed to be set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that basically, like, <laughs> everyone in Britain did this. If they had said a paper company in Scranton, the whole world goes, oh, snap, everyone in Britain was doing that. <laughs> when she said that, I guess. Lucky Brits. <laughs> She's like, yeah, my dad's cool. Whatever. Charlie's, like, checking out the room, seeing seeing what's up. She's like, oh, yes, this is Winston, Winston Churchill's cigarette case. Which I'm like, is the most random artifact in the world, but okay. And why is it not, like, in a display case? Yeah, and exactly. It's just sitting randomly on a coffee uh, And it's a cigarette case, like, <laughs> really? It, that's a pre precious artifact. Why is that, like, not in a museum? That's when you know you have too much money when you're buying Winston Churchill cigarette case. Yeah, too. And leaving it on a coffee table. Exactly. Yeah. Willy-nilly. Could be used as a coaster. <laughs> exactly. She's like, hey, you should come have dinner with my dad sometime. And Charlie's like, ah, yes, my ploy. Sounds good. I'm in. Thank <sighs> you for this convenient plot point. So we're at dinner with her dad. I love this moment where he's like, you're like the most impressive person we've had dinner with. And he's like, ah, yes, well, sorry about that. <laughs> That's cute. I Gotta shall steal from you now. <laughs> True. He's like, yes, yes, well, I was once in a band, but then I got married and I had a baby and my wife wanted me to keep going, but I decided not to. And uh, she's like, yeah, plus your band was garbage. And he's like, you right. And it's like, why, right. why are these characters important? 
<laughs> exactly. Literally, like, why do I care? Do you think that was kind of a dig at him? Like, I knew that I had to be responsible and get a real job. Like, do you think that's kind of a, a slight dig at Charlie for still trying to keep the band going? I for think sure. that's definitely what the writers were going for. I don't think that, that her dad, I think his name is like Frank or something, and I don't think he specifically was being like, so Charlie, wink wink, settle down my dude, but uh, I think that's definitely what the writers were going for. I just was like, it was so heavy handed, I was at the point where I was like, am I supposed to be reading into this, or like, do they think I'm stupid? Yeah. I don't know. Basically he's like, hey, so how's Driveshaft going? And Charlie's like, really dang crappy. Thanks for asking. So he is t- has taken a job selling copiers, which I'm like, this is a dated job. <laughs> you took a job selling copiers? I like her. She's a moose. Don't say that. Are you the bleeding chump, man? I've been getting you off on my skag for over a week now, on spec. Spec means speculation. Yes, I know what speculation is. In this case, the speculation that you'll execute your end of the plan and steal something of value which I can in turn sell. And by the time the poor helpless bird realizes it's missing, it never even occurs to her that rock star Charlie Bloody Pace could be responsible for such larceny. And the bloody party continues. He's like, I like Lucy, she's cool. And Tommy's like, hard no, go steal something because here's what's happening is it's Friday, you work on Monday, no drugs for you. Good luck, my dude. He also took the most dorky job that he could find. He went from Rockstar to selling photocopiers. Yeah. Ooh, fun fact. The uh, the copy machine model is the C815. Oh! There's a thing. Boop, boop. Yeah. That leads into something. Yeah. (laughs) This is also, like, a really great example of how everyone in Charlie's life basically, like, exists to sabotage him. Yeah. Except for Lucy and her dad. Yeah. But nothing ever comes from it. That sucks that he, like, has to turn against the like, only people who exactly. try and lift him up. Which is, like, Charlie self-sabotaging, but also other people really trying to screw him up because it serves their agenda, like his brother and, like, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Liam. I forgot his name was Liam. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, we have Charlie on Monday, all sweaty in his suit, which she bought for him. Look at you, Charlie Pace, respectable businessman. <laughs> you didn't have to buy me this suit, Luce. Mm-hmm. And what did you intend on wearing for your first day of work? I have shirts with buttons. You okay? Yeah, I'm just a bit nervous. Don't be. Dad's put the fix in. He's already demanded they buy two copiers to boost your confidence. <sighs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm just nervous. Go ahead, say something impressive. Don't worry, you've been on stage in front of loads of people. Just chill out. That's when he steals the thing, and then she brings him a briefcase that she also bought for him, and then she's also going to drive him to work. And it's like, feel bad, feel bad, feel bad. But also, you probably should. But also, like, did anyone... I I feel like because we didn't see a lot of their relationship before, like, Charlie got this opportunity, why did Lucy do any of this? Yeah, how long has it been? Yeah. I don't think it's been No, that it long. seemed like they just went from bar to tea to dinner to job. Exactly. Then I think in the back of my mind, I'm just like, yeah, but, you know, if one of, like, the celebrities that I really liked was suddenly just like, hello, I'm here to date you, I'd be like, oh, yes, take all of my things. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's why Robin's not allowed to date celebrities. Damn it. I don't know. It just, it's, it seemed a little strange to me. I mean, it's out of the goodness of her own heart, I'm sure. But, like, narratively, it just kind of, it seems like a reach. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it, the whole thing just didn't fit, and it didn't really feel like it needed to be there, honestly. Yeah. Just another Charlie flashback that just makes him look like a jerk. Poor Charlie. <sighs> so Charlie now deserves we have better. this montage of Charlie just fumbling through all of this stuff with this Hawaiian music going on in the background, uh, which ends with him throwing up on the copier. I mean, we've all had those days, right? Hashtag <laughs> karma. <laughs> oh. It just seemed like a bad scene out of office space, really. It, that's um, exactly what it feels like. <laughs> oh my god. The last scene that we have is Lucy, who's really upset. We kind of spoke about this a little bit already, but they they found the cigarette case in his pocket, like the EMT did uh, at the hospital. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean to. And she's like, hard yes, you did. You're a very selfish human. But I don't understand why you took the job. Why did you take the job, Charlie? I guess... I... I wanted to be respectable. I wanted you to think that I could take care of you. You'll never take care of anyone. And it's like, but why did he want to take care the of theme. her? Yeah, had they been dating yeah. for like two years and they were madly in love? Like, we have no idea. Like, it seemed like the whole thing happened over a weekend. Yep. It's like, she's like, oh, I already have a man taking care of me. We talked <laughs> to my dad, remember? Stop! Daddy <laughs> issues. <laughs> Stop! Duh. What a weird set of flashbacks. The only thing I liked about that whole flashback was when how she called his his vomit. You smell like you're sick. Like, what? Who talks like that? Yeah. That was the only thing, Britain, I guess. It's the only thing out of that flashback that I was kind of like, heh. <laughs> okay. I kind of like prefer that, though. Instead of vomit, they say sick. I'm like, it's much more, yeah, it, that's better. The word vomit's not a great word. It's much yeah. more eloquent, I guess, than saying hurl. But. Yeah. <laughs> Upchuck. Upchuck, yeah. Chunks. Uh, some about Tasha cookies. There you go. Those are all of my flashback thoughts. I I have none other than I hated it. Yeah, that that's I'm I'm on the same like wavelength with you guys. Is why why I sound like Nancy Kerrigan. Why why why? Uh, so now it's time for our favorite line awards. Uh, my favorite line goes to Charlie slash Lucy for Hey, you should meet him. Winston, no thanks. I heard he's quite moldy. My father. I thought that was cute. And I have a honorable mention that goes to Hurley for... Um, amen, I guess. Amen. I don't know how to end these. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Mine goes to Jack and Sawyer for... You know how to handle a gun or not. Well, I know at least one polar bear seems to think so. And it's like, why this show is so weird. (laughs) Uh, and mine, mine goes to Hurley. Yes, old Steve drew the short straw. Dude, that was Scott. <laughs> and I, Steve. I was like, that's perfect, you know. And honorable mention to uh, to Sawyer for the. Guess old Steve drew the short straw. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. perfect. Um, I almost picked that one. Moving into our other segments, we have light and dark. The blatant one that I picked out this episode was Jack and Locke. I think it's Jack who's wearing black and Locke who's wearing white this episode. So that's yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't I, even pick up on that one. I was mostly concerned with the interior design of Lucy's house. 
Oh, speak speak about it, please. Well, the her dad's mansion and stuff, to me, it was, like, a lot of, like, dark woods. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, the huge contrast of the really bright office. Right. And right, yeah. That, yeah, that was my light and dark of this episode. It, it went places. Mm-hmm. You guys are way more observant <laughs> yeah, than yeah. I am, so... <laughs> Uh, the next one we have is Man of Science, Man of Faith, so I'm going to name some characters, and we're going to decide if they're Man of Science or Man of Faith this episode. Uh, Charlie. Faith. Mm, faith. Uh, Claire. Oof. Science. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, science I think you got to go science on that one. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Science. Does, does science. his Evers change? Science, yeah. yeah. Locke. I, I, I almost would put him on science this episode. Really? Why? I just think, you know, just like Jax is saying, hey, let's use guns, Locke is saying, okay, but let's think about this logically. Yeah. That's true, and Locke does provide actual ways to solve their problem, like yeah. with the traps That's and actual okay, science, yeah, yeah. That. that's a good point. That... Yeah. Uh, Saeed? Science, I think. Science, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boone? <laughs> faith. Blind faith. <laughs> Blind faith, is, that's good. Uh, how about Kate? Mm, science. But only Sawyer. because my Sawyer answer is faith. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah because I, I, think I think so too. Sawyer had faith in Kate where Jack didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll go faith. I don't know. <laughs> don't. Uh, how about Hurley? I think faith. He's the one who like gives the eulogy, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Jin? I don't know. He's not doing much this episode. Just thought I'd stick to Jin's just him. hanging out. Jin just had a bad time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ethan? Science. Uh, man of total jerk. Yeah. Total man of yeah. terror. Man of terror. How about Lucy? Oh, faith yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. Had faith in Charlie and lost it all, but why? Yeah, that's cool. the real mystery of Lost. <laughs> why was Lucy why? on the show? Yeah. Uh, so we have music, and as I kind of spoke about the Charlie and Claire theme, um, there's also freaking Jaquino just fills his albums with puns because he's the worst. And so uh, when when they're, like, getting attacked by Ethan, I think, uh, it's called Getting Ethan. That's what the song is called. How is that a pun? Like, Getting Even. Oh. Oh, my God. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't. You're like, be yeah, stupid, that's what he's doing. And am I right? Yeah. <laughs> For literature, or I mean, Sawyer's book corner. Uh, I, I don't think we had anything. Uh, did they do the thing? Which means if they say the episode title in the episode, no, they did not. For some reason, I thought this happened way more often than it actually does. But oh well. Um, we also have since the na- since the last knockout and reset the counter, folks, because Jin got hit in the face with a rock. Just be in there. Jin just ha- is having a bad time so far, and I feel really bad for him. No good, very bad day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that, like, Jin's only role in this episode was to add to the knockout counter. <laughs> it's true. Here's where we would have listener thoughts. Uh, shout out to Scott for sending some of those in sometimes. Woo! <laughs> And, yeah, if you have some, you can totally send them in audio or text form to aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. I like how aggressively you said that. Audio or text form. You guys don't take letters? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I'll my God. Please mail. send handwritten letters. Oh, my God. Yes. Let us Someone know. We'll send... set up a P.O. box. My mom has a P.O. box. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to send a letter, hit me up. 
<laughs> I'm gonna send you a whole bunch, but I'm not gonna tell you. I'm just gonna send you weird stuff in the mail. Okay, yeah, you'll just like hit up my mom and be like, "What's your, what's your?" Oh wait, you know just my. Just don't address. use random clippings of newspapers. Oh yeah. That just gets creepy then. She's yes! the one. She's the one who sent me my Sawyer Pop Funko. I did, cause everyone needs. Uh, lost Pop Funkos, including a Desmond one, if you're listening, Funko. Yeah, Funko, if you're listening, sure yep. could use a Saeed. Uh, Saeed, Desmond, Juliet, That's the thing, they Jayden. could do so many with the second series run, you know? But where is the second series, honestly, though? I kind of uh, heard they weren't going to do it. it's a giant ensemble show. I, they are? I they heard aren't. that they weren't going to do another one. The last thing I saw it's online garbage. about it, yeah. <sighs> Well, they shelved all the hundred ones too now, except for Lexa. And which doesn't make sense. Like, there's so many oh, other people yeah. they could have done in the first run instead of Jacob and the Man in Black. Nah, Desmond, give us Desmond, oh, give yeah. us Ben. You know, Saeed, Charlie. Like, have you ever seen the pictures of the Desmond uh, McFarlane that never got released? Like, oh come on. Yes. Like there were so many good ones. I mean, I will happily make a Desmond, but I would rather also buy a Desmond. But I will make it. I want to buy them all so that Funko knows that people exactly. care. Exactly. That's why I bought them all, so so Funko would know yeah. that they care. Funko, for every bunch of money that you make from Game of Thrones, just set aside a little bit for a second wave of the hundred and lost. Thank you so much. Thank yep. you so much. Thank you. Take my Thank money. You. Take it. <laughs> That's the thing that cracks me up is like people are willing to hand them money for these things. Yes. And they you won't. You know what do the it. sad thing is I had to have mine specially ordered from our comic store because the guy was like, Who's buys lost stuff still? I was like, Oh jeez. Literally only me, but do it yeah. for me. I still have people that See that that is so strange. I know. I still have people that are like, You still watch Lost? Like, of course we still watch Lost. I watch Lost once a year. Yeah, my exactly. Friend. Thank you Excuse very you. much for making me feel horrible. <laughs> yeah. But like also we live in the age of Netflix. You can start anything exactly. at any time. Yeah. I was going to talk about how I remember, I'm so old that I remember when Lost Merchandise was in comic book stores. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we'd like to talk about that show too. We covered all of season four and uh, we'll be covering season five next year. And Unity Days in January in yeah. Vancouver. Come. Yes. Scott, are you going to come to Unity Days? Um, No, I probably won't be able to go. You oh, know, I got that whole responsibility thing, wife, kid, job. Eh. Yeah, good puppy. Puppy. I got my puppy. Although, she's not really a <laughs> tell puppy. Tell us more. Tell us more. Well, she's seven and a half, so she's not a puppy. But I don't really like to be like, there's my dog. Because she's not like, yeah. She's like my first kid, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. What's her name? What kind is she? Tell uh, me more. Uh, her name is Maddie. She is a Shih Tzu mixed with a Pomeranian. She looks like a little brown teddy bear. <gasps> so, yeah. She's my little buddy, so. Oh, my God. Yep. I'm really happy. This is this is this is made content by content. I need to see pictures. Yeah, for. yeah, I know. This is what I want to see. If you find, if you go look me up on Instagram, half of it is just pictures of my dog still. So, yeah. Okay, I, I know for a fact guy. Robin's probably doing that right now. <laughs> is, is it the same as your Twitter? It's the same as my Twitter. Yeah, we even brought her to our wedding and had our wedding pictures taken with her. So. Yes. Yeah, we're those people. I would absolutely, I mean, I've had my cat for nine years, but he's still a kitten, and I would absolutely have him in my wedding. Oh, yeah. We, um, for Christmas, we got my wife, um, a painting of her, and it's in our living room, so. Oh, <gasps> that's so yeah. sweet. I know, and when we brought the baby Hey, no home, fair, was... your account is private. Oh, <laughs> um, 
Well, Probably just add me. Fine. <laughs> it hard to creep. Um, yeah, when we brought the baby home, I was kind of like, Maddie, we love you just as much. Don't hate us. <laughs> you're our baby, too. Yeah, you're our baby, too. So That's so sweet. Yeah. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we are going to be talking about season two coming up here, like, alarmingly quickly. So yep. make sure to tune in for that. And you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados, um, because it costs a weird amount of money to host podcasts, which we didn't know in the beginning, but we know that now! So if you could donate... Shout out to Scott for being a patron! Yes, thank you! Hey, you bet, guys. Woo! Um, yeah, so if you can donate, we'll love you, but we'll love you anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A, with an underscore at the end. And we want to thank Scott so much for being on this episode. Woo, thank oh, you. Thank you guys for having me. Yay, my first podcast. Yes. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me again at Hey Zamboni Guy. You can find me that on Twitter or Instagram if you just want to see pictures of my dog and hockey rinks. So, yeah. Who fucking doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. Join us for episode 116, Outlaws. Um, we don't have a guest because it's Robin's favorite episode, so I assume she's just going to talk enough for, like, two people? <laughs> I don't I'm know. very excited. <laughs> I think Robin started this podcast so she could talk about that episode. Specifically. And expose. I hate you. <laughs> okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! But we just met. My goodness. <laughs> Go ask permission from your wife and then say it. Go. Okay. <laughs> It's mostly like we're saying love you to the listeners. I okay. I know. Yeah, I know. Because we love. I'll you. take any um, compliment I can get though. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Um, and now we play our hold music, which our friend Sarah sung for us. Spoilers, I don't think she even knows that we've done that either. Spoilers. Well, I assume like it's been such a long time. It's like Sarah, catch up. <laughs> this is why I came on your show because I like your spoilers though. Thank, thank you. We, we used to sing the Jeopardy theme song, but um, Robin got tired of that. I, it took too long to edit because everyone <laughs> just went at different times. Uh, wait, hard. so uh, now we um, get to talk about spoilers, thank God. Yeah. I wait all podcast for this moment. Exactly. Um, let me see if I've got some numbers things. First of all, the thing hey, about the you. copier. I have that there are four guns in the case, and so they're talking about how there's going to be four people around the perimeter, and uh, yeah, mostly just the fact that there's four guns for numbers. Uh, I, they really did do the 815 one purposefully, so that's mm-hmm. a good There's one. also four uh, ace cards on Boone's shirt, too. I picked up on that. True, true, true. <laughs> and there was, <gasps> that's there's a good four one. scratch marks on Ethan's face. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> you found more than I <gasps> did. Big four episodes. Hey, I saw those on Lost PDI. I just didn't say them, okay? I noticed them all by mm-hmm. myself, I swear. Mm. All right, all right. Points, 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 points. Many points. This episode is number 15 in the season. Mm-mm, okay. No. Does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. For spoilers, we're talking about amnesia. And so the episode that we figure all this out is maternity leave. Fun fact. Just It's not really a fun fact. It's just like an anecdote about me. Uh, maternity leave and stranger in a strange land are the two episodes that i can't just watch over like if someone was just like watch a lost episode i would never choose maternity leave or stranger in a strange land because maternity leave terrifies me why 
because it's just like a lot of um like she's having these like flashbacks of her trauma and like usually that you see like a needle going into her stomach all the time and like big scary sounds i'm always just like hard pass on that one yeah the sound effects on that episode were really really weird how it's like a nice life slash mm-hmm. mixed with her screaming and yeah no no thanks yeah no don't like it but that's how i am with fire and water that yeah that episode yeah. is horrible why do you hate you that know, episode so much? What happens in that that's episode? That's the one where you, you've got to baptize the baby, Charlie. Yeah, he has, like, a dream, and then, uh, basically he, like, tries to steal... He, like, starts a fire, I think. He starts a fire, and then he steals Aaron so that he can... Yeah, he just yeah. goes nuts. In and then two. that's when Locke punches him in the face, and... Yeah, he gets really jealous of Locke because Claire's hanging yeah. out with Locke. It's really weird. I just, I hate that. I'm like, why does everyone think that people are dating Locke? Exactly, and, like, <laughs> ew, age difference much, but... No, it's just weird. It's like, why do you guys have to make Charlie look like a jerk? Yeah. You know? He has issues, especially in that episode. Yeah. For sure. I comp- I must have blocked all of that out. Another really great spoiler moment is when uh, Jack says, well, if I give out guns, people could get scared and shoot each other accidentally in the forest. And I'm like, wow, did you mean Shannon's death? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop! Literally what happens to Shannon. Hey, how close are we to Boone fulfilling his red shirt prophecy? Um, we are, okay, so next episode is Outlaws, and then we have In Translation, Numbers, and then I think it's Deus Ex Machina, Do No Harm. Do No Harm is when Boone dies. God, who are we going to make fun of after that? No. I guess we make fun know. of Shannon up until she- Let me make sure I was yeah. right, yeah. Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. I just love Shannon too much to make fun of her. So you like her? See, I love I, Shannon. Uh, you know, I could have handled Boone for, for a couple more scenes, but just not her. Like, I like Maggie- I like Shannon's character development because she kind of goes from like someone. I, I guess it's like I relate to it. Is like I would have no idea what purpose I would serve on a deserted island, and so like it takes them a while to understand who Shannon is and like what her journey is. But I feel like by the time you get to the end of Shannon, she's comp- become like a more well-rounded person. I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's just at first how she just, uh, just she craps the on screaming. every yeah just the screaming. Yeah. She hates everyone. Everyone cra- and then when she craps on everyone else and then. You say one thing to her, and then she hates you, and, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she plays the Paris Hilton completely at first, and, yeah, you're right. I am wrong. Oh, my God, the Paris Hilton. But, see, Paris Hilton's had, like, a whole comeback story, so there you go. There we go. Another thing that I wanted to point out is when uh, we were talking about how, like, would Ethan give them information, and I definitely think he wouldn't have, because we even see another other being taken in and being tortured for information and he doesn't give it up until they're like hey we know who you are but you know, you know ben, ben's, ben's a special sister. breed of that's resilient true. can anyone you know? can anyone take a beating like ben linus like ever on television no, no. uh-uh no there, there has to be like per hit count ben must be the most punched character in tv history i think you're right yeah I don't know who you could argue it gets punched in the face more than him. I mean, I know that there's characters that I'd like to see punched in the face. Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews. punched a couple times. That was satisfying. Yeah. How do you reboot Archie and screw up Archie so badly that I want to see him punched in the face? I just have (laughs) questions about that. Anyway. So, Ben. (laughs) Yeah. Ben. Um, those are all my all my spoiler points. Um, my spoilers, like, questions mostly were... Because I don't remember the show, so I often, like, ask Robin, like, questions about what I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I basically could not remember most of what Charlie's story was past this. And whether... Lucy never comes back again, right? No, she's not relevant. 
Is she never mentioned again? Um, I don't think so. Let me go up to Lucy's, um, Lucy's thing here. Was picked up by Charlie in hopes of getting money from her. Allah, her father Francis. She broke up with Charlie when she found out. Yeah, only appeared in Homecoming. It, and it doesn't say that she was ever mentioned again or anything. Oh what is it, and does it even tell you how long they were even in a relationship with? Like they just make it. Nope, seem doesn't so... say. But there, uh, there is a theories page. Oh, ah. there's literally only one theory because no one cares. Exactly. It says her father's company could somehow be involved with Widmore or the Hanso Foundation. But so, you could. Oh. Just... That's, that's very speculative. Yeah, you could have said that about yeah. so many of them, or printing company and the cardboard yeah. and the and the box company that Locke worked for, or something like that, even. I mean, the thing about Lucy wasn't that, like, she was a particularly bad character or anything. It's just, like, I I can't figure out what her purpose was, and I don't think I ever will. No, I don't think... Oh, my God, her dad's page has more interesting things on it than her Really? Why? Yeah, it, just because it has the trivia about how he was buying the paper company. That's the office. Oh, uh, yeah. Reference. Wow. Yeah, that's it. This episode was really uh, impactful. Is that it, You know, friends? for an episode that I didn't mind, like, I wound up disliking a lot about it. <laughs> actually, after I watched the episode a couple of times, I went online and I found that Damon Lindelof actually said that this was, like, the mo- like his the episode that he hated the most on Lost. Yeah, that's, I get it. I wasn't even going to, like, I don't know, because I was just like, I don't really get it. Like, like I get it because, you know, the the... The flashbacks were meh, but I definitely don't think it was worse than Stranger in a Strange No, Land. not at all. And that was oh. the thing I was like reading it, and I was like, really? Like, there's a lot of other ones that are way worse too. But besides that, but yeah, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's because like the the writing process for it, because you can tell in this episode a lot of reaching had to be done to make the episode happen. So I imagine writing it must have been miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even the whole Lucy thing, like, they, they had to lay it out. It almost seemed, like, so slow, like, none of us are ever going to figure it out. Like, oh, look, he can't take care of her. He'll take care of Claire. Wink, wink. See what we're doing here, people? Like, like, like we're smarter than that. Exactly. Which it doesn't seem like that's something that Lost would have done, like, later on down the road, like, lay it out that thick for us. But Which makes me kind of wonder if maybe this episode was um, a victim of, like, uh, network interference. Yeah. Mm. Which often explains really bad episodes of TV, which is, oh, you're being too subtle, or we don't like the way you're doing this. You need to change things. I don't know. I'm trying to find some kind of justification for why Damon Lindelof wrote such an odd episode, and I'm never going to find it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can do better, my friend. But they do. Uh, Anyway. They do. They do. Yeah. All right. Is that it, friends? Might be. Yeah. Okay. Well. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you guys for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be this was so fun. You, uh, we'll be having you again next season for one of them, which I believe is the episode that Ben comes in. You bet yes. it is. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah. I handpicked that yes. one big time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Do you want to tell us what your Twitter is one more time? Uh, hey, Zamboni guy. <laughs> it's hard to forget, friends. It's, yeah. it's yeah. hard to forget, and I will hear it at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, so... <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, hey, Zamboni guy. Hey, Zamboni guy. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Um, yeah. yeah. That's you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And you can okay. follow at the aficionados on a bunch of places, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. Help us, we're poor. 
<laughs> Thank you. Promise. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yes! She said I could. <laughs> <laughs>